Do you mean, like choc- my- <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say chocolate's not a substitute for food. Oh, I so tell, that's all you- tell that to my whole life. If that's all you brought to the studio, I'm in trouble. Do you like my beard? Yeah, what's going on with you tonight? You're doing all this stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm well, trying why to be... Why are you putting paintbrushes like, uh, up your nose? What was because that Because I came here... I came here and I didn't have anything to work on. Yeah. And you told me that I had to wait for you to be done with your painting. So I was trying to entertain myself. I asked for 20 minutes. That's mm-hmm. all. I said, 20 minutes. You thought the painting was too dark. I said, okay, I'm going to repaint it. No, you asked me. Right. I don't know. That's all I was asking for. All right. Well, all right, well you let's... Know, all right, enough of the... I showed uh, up, okay? Yeah. Enough. I did my best. <laughs> enough of the banter. Okay. Uh, Isn't this whole podcast banter? I guess it is. I would, what did you want to talk about? I Tell me what you want to talk about first, and then I'm going to tell well, you. Well, you want you said you wanted to talk about Rainbow. Fish. I did. Well, I wanted to go over that one more time at the risk of... And, and also some of that stuff that's still coming up on TikTok about the giving tree. Okay. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but mm-hmm. I just want to say this observation I have because I was thinking about it while I was driving in my car the other day. Um, that there seems to be this whole thing, like, well, that I guess it's I, I guess it's victim blaming. Mm-hmm. I think it's a form of victim blaming. Although I'm not sure you're going to have to clarify that for me. Why? Because I'm a woman. No, because I think you're just more in tune with things than I am. I'm woke. What? It, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. I, that proves my point. Okay. No, the thing I wanted to say, it's like people keep saying, "Oh, well, you should read this book, and then you'll know not to get." Uh, well, people have said that to me. To get abused. They've been and they're saying me. that to you because you make that comment in the video when I About said, yeah, we've all known that. And you said, yeah, me. And I guess the part That's of it That's what I they want... said to me. They said, well, you should have read that book to her because then she wouldn't have right. been abused or whatever. Right. And, and, and <laughs> maybe I'm being defensive because of that. I'm not sure. It's very rude. But why is it attendant on the person who's being victimized? Like, why do we blame the victim? Like, shouldn't we be all the blame be piled on the abuser. Yeah. Why is it that it's your job in life to go and like take these books and study them mm-hmm. and take all of these measures so that you can identify a, 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 an abuser, a narcissist, whatever, and um, protect yourself from them? Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't because you should. But my point is, why is it like that it's your fault then if you didn't take all these steps and someone you get into the situation and you're you're giving yourself and someone just keeps using you and it takes you like years to figure this out and 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 well you should have read that book or you should have known better you know it's a little bit like if somebody comes and robs your car or or breaks into your house and then people say well you should have had an alarm and they're basically saying like it's your fault that someone broke into your house because you didn't uh, fortify the place right, with right. Uh, sophisticated alarms and stuff. And I, and I guess that's, that's what I wanted to say. It's like, it's not, it just doesn't feel right on a certain level. Yeah. Is the, am I making any no, sense? No, 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 I agree. I think that is, yeah, I think that, that is like the whole victim blaming thing. Because the whole focus is on like, you have to build the alarm system in. Right. And then it's your fault if you didn't. If you if you if you didn't do it right. All right. So what do you want to say about rainbow fish? Rainbow fish. Yeah, there were some takes on that that I thought were kind of interesting. I don't see any political ideology in it, really. 
I mean, I think that's the socialism a real stretch. Thing? I don't think so because, it, like we said uh, on TikTok, that that could be socialism if you're talking about money or food. Right. But, right. but there it's was Saudi. something right. It was it was integral to who that fish was. Right. And he had to undo who he was. He didn't have to give away his possessions. Yep. Right. It was it was his physical in in that instance it was his physical being and you made a good point about that off camera well i said that i thought that um i don't think that that's a good message to send about the fact that it's like this well because people were saying in the comments right like oh the fish was really he was so rude and he was a narcissist and but that's not really how the book reads at all what happens is he's just swimming around minding his own business and this other fish is like hey give me your scales and he's like no go away right Right? i mean that's him setting a boundary right so i think that like especially in the current climate of the me too era right where we're trying to um as a society say that women should feel comfortable coming forward and that we should do better um I think a big part of that starts with teaching your kids that it's okay to set boundaries around their bodies. Right. And, you know, like you don't have to give your body to other people or feel guilted into Because he is. He's guilted into it. Right. Right. They shun him. And then the octopus is like, um, you know, you got to do this. Right. And then so he does it, but it's not like he wants to. So that's not consent. Right. For his... You need to have autonomy over your body. Right. I didn't think about it in, in, a, in a potentially sexualized way until you brought that up, that really he's, he, that fish is guilted into allowing people access to his body. Yeah, I don't like uh, that. And he allows it to make these other fish feel better. And then the premise at the final point of the book is, oh, he felt good too. But I'm highly suspicious right. of what that means for him. Right. That he feels good too. Is well, that... they should be helping. That octopus should be sitting down with the other fish. Right. And talking to them about why they feel like they're not good enough. Yeah. Because they don't have the same appearance as this one or the same body yeah. as this one. Yeah, no, he right? evaporates in the story though, doesn't he? It's I, terrible. I think that's it, yeah. Uh, I, I think, as I said, the intention was that it was going to be a book about sharing. And I think it was not a... F- good choice of uh, uh he should have had a magic pizza yeah something yeah i honestly something like that or, or yeah it was too it, it was too the stuff that the, the aspects of him that were singular were too much uh a, a part of who he was for him to be hacking that up and giving it away and i think it would have been more it would have been completely obvious if it was if, if it happened to be a story about uh, uh, people and someone was walking around with this beautiful head of hair and people around her said oh give us a piece of that right and she couldn't find happiness until she ripped all her hair out yeah and everyone had a bit of her hair i think what's that called that's trichotillomania what's, what's the when you're it's obsessively like when you rip well, your yeah. hair out yeah. well did you see what i did to my hair the other day what oh where you like played with it so much that you 
made a dreadlock. Yeah, but then I couldn't get that damn thing out. Did you? I, I looked like at it because you, you said to me, you said, can you help me get this knot out of my hair? And I'm thinking like, yeah, sure. And then I looked at it. I was like, dad, this is like the beginning of a dreadlock. Yeah, but you said it was something else. You said it was like gross and I wanted to like clear that up. Because I said it was it matted. Like, it had yeah, like yeah, a it matted like quality dirt, to though. it. I didn't get paint in it. Well, I'm not used to having... I wouldn't be surprised if you got paint in it. Since the COVID pandemic, I've been living out that thing where I want to have all this long hair. Now, so that's interesting because I want to revisit something that you said in a live stream that we did. Yeah. Now, you talked about wanting to... That you haven't felt like you could explore your um, expression through your, like, appearance. Right. And that, you know, that's something that you're interested in doing. Right. And you mentioned that part of that was that you're interested in, like wearing eyeliner and exploring sure. that yeah. now i went nail out polish now i went out and bought you eyeliner and right. brought nail polish to right. you and you're not interested anymore i am interested you said you didn't want it no i'm 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 willing, i i wasn't ready to do that on tiktok i i'm i'll explore that a bit and then you can uh, do a video. Have you thought that. about what kind of colors? Because I just got you black. I haven't, but often, if you notice, when I'm painting at the studio and I go home, yeah. for some reason, I mix var I mix varnish into the paint, and for some reason, it gets on my nails and doesn't come off. Yeah. And I often walk around with what appears to be black nail polish uh, or silver nail polish, uh, partially on my fingernails. I mean... Part of the thing for me is that obviously when I was in high, uh, college and post-college, um, I had I felt like I had more freedom uh, to express myself in, in, in those types of ways. But then after a while, it's like, okay, like my, forget all the rest of the shit that's gone on. But I mean, currently it's, okay, I've got my job. I'm going into these hospital environments, these laboratory settings. Uh, I've got to give some... Or at least I shouldn't say that. I, my feeling is that I have to present a certain way when I go into those right. places. Maybe it's not true. I mean, I've been in research labs and there have been people with a whole variety of, of uh, styles. And uh, and then, it's, uh, as I was saying, things aren't going well with my dad. So I, I'm visiting this 86-year-old man. Who's That's true. Grandpa frail. probably would not... Right and, well and, and his right and partly, f I, 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 you know, I, I, he's looking to me now. It's in this weird reversal of roles to provide this stability. You know, I'm the one talking to the doctors, uh, 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 talking to the therapist, getting him in and out of the hospital, and I feel like because of that, he's he's looking for this stability. So I, I, and it's weird. I don't know. I, I always make sure that I, I'm. I'm I shave and I'm dressed uh, in a certain way when I go there, uh, just so he doesn't have any 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 sense that uh, things are different. So, yeah, I feel that. So I feel pressure from all these like sides on me to be a certain thing, and people are expecting a certain thing. And is that I, why you're gonna cut your hair tomorrow? I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm getting a little tired of uh, the long hair. The maintenance. Hair. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly. I and love the appearance of it though. Yeah, I really think that it like makes you look so much younger. Well, I'm a child of the '60s. Yeah. So the earliest uh, images that I can remember of of things that I was aspiring to, it was 
people with long hair and uh, freer styles and uh, more floral stuff. I think that's why I want to paint flowers on that jacket. I think, uh, you know, I it, it was never a question that when I was a kid that I was not going to grow up and be wearing like a, a fur vest and bell bottoms and have like crazy hair. Do you think that if you were a high schooler now, like in the present day, yeah. and not taking into consideration Corona, but like just in general, if you were like the age, that age, do you think that you would be more, like would you explore more androgynous fashion? Yeah, I think I would. You would? Yeah, think I think it's great that people can be so free today. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that wasn't, there was no room for that where you grew up. No, but. there wasn't, especially in the neighborhood I grew up in. I grew up in, a, in an inner city. Uh, well, you'd get a haircut. People would beat you up. Yeah, I used, right. My mom had this thing. She wanted to always give me like these really tight crew cuts when I was a kid. She thought that looked cute or something. I don't know. And literally, I would, I would be having panic attacks. Uh, I'd be miserable come home from the barbers, be mis absolutely miserable because I knew that my life was going to be hell. And I mean, like physically, I was going to be threatened physically, that, that kind of hell. That's horrible. So I'd be on the run because people would be just trying to beat the crap out of me because I had a crew cut. <laughs> that's and terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah. So if I went to school the next day with that haircut, uh, it so was, what did you do? It was misery. You had to stay. You did what you did. You had to do to stay alive. I ran. You know, oh I God. fought. I got in fights. And but if there were enough kids coming at you, what were you going to do? You you ran. I mean, I was good at running, climbing fences, uh, and they chase you all the way home. It sounds like you were in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> Except even in prison, they have like guards. It was to a real you. tough neighborhood. Yeah. And and then I I remember at a certain point I rebelled and I said no, you're not doing it. I, it's not happening and to your mother yeah I, I put up a big fight i said i don't want this anymore you know but i, I think i must have been in the fourth fourth but then nana probably hit you at home yeah well then i got the spoon yeah i got hit with the spoon at home but yeah but then as i got older i was better at blending in and i realized that i needed to have strategies to just get that not have that kind of heat on me right so I mean, I was into books and art when I was very young, so it was kind of funny because as soon as I got into an older, uh, maybe when I got into my first year in high school, I realized I put the leather jacket on because that was the thing where in my neighborhood, you had your leather bike jacket on and you, you know, you wore a cap, your hair was a little long, uh, and, uh. You could, I could have the copy of Aristotle's Metaphysics tucked into the leather jacket, and I, I was okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, the heat was wasn't gonna wasn't gonna focus on you in the same way. Right. See, I think I took a, I had like a different approach, and maybe I would have been better served by doing more of what you did. Well, I mean, nobody hit me. It wasn't like I was physically attacked, but like for me, I was ostracized and and mocked. I think most of my childhood because I was different. Yeah. I was well, just different in fashion and in everything, in every sense. And so I think I just decided that I, I don't know, like I took the abuse, but I didn't change the way that I expressed well, myself. Well, yeah, I mean, I admire you for that because I was going to say as a follow-up, I'm not, you know, listening to myself say these things, 
I don't know if that was the right strategy. I don't think I had enough insight to reflect on whether it was the right strategy or not. It's just that I felt like there was no solution. So I did that one. Yeah, but you did something that was more survival, like you survived, in, I think, in a different way. I don't know, because I feel like despite, I, I think I made a more authentic choice. Right. Which is kind of heroic in a sense, because I stuck it to is. my personality. It's, it's, right. But when I look back at it, it's like I think about how much trauma that I carry from that yeah. in my present life. Yeah. And so I wish sometimes I had just been like, just shut it all down and went under the radar because I just don't feel like it was worth the amount of pain that came out of it. Yeah. See, when I got to college, yeah, that's when I, I you know, I, in a way I, I was out of there and that's when I could do what I wanted and I felt, I, I felt totally liberated when I got to college, went, went to uh, school for the arts and then it was like different. I, I was in a different, there was a community of people there who were much freer and less judgmental, uh, and uh, yeah, then I grew my hair and I, I, you know, I had a beard and uh, just dressed in whatever way I wanted, and it was just like there was this like there was a freedom involved in it. I've seen photos of you with the with the uh, beard. With the beard. And the it's pretty hair. disturbing. Yeah, I have yeah. to be honest. It's yeah. pretty pretty disturbing. Yeah, well, that was like my experiment, you know, because when I was in high school, we obviously couldn't, we couldn't do that where I went. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I got out, out of college. I experimented in, in a lot of ways and it was liberating. But I, yeah, so I'm not so sure. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood that could be terrifying and uh, there were a lot of things that happened. So I think that there was like, a when was this photo? How old were you in this photo? Um, I was still in college. You were in college, so this yeah. was your college days? Yeah. That you looked like that? Yeah. I mean, that is just truly terrifying. Yeah. To look at. Yeah. Well, our <laughs> listeners can't see that picture. Well, if I post it on Well, maybe you should post that, I just post that tight, tight in on me so the other people aren't, aren't in it. Yeah, 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 right, because we don't want to expose anyone. It is. It's really jarring to look at all these because this is a photo from a wedding. Yeah. And it's really jarring to look at this like nice pan across this nice family, and then there you are at the end with that long. You actually look a little like yeti. I look like a yeti. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, but I think in some ways I have the visceral response I do to some of these books we've analyzed because that stuff is very much, and 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 I think it's very much in play for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people who respond to the stuff we put up that you, you're in you're in this who wants this pressure who wants this bullshit on them you know what I mean yeah like why why does that have to be that way and uh, I we've all gone through years of it and different strategies and who needs it it's, it's like that, that's why I think that if if people can live in more enlightened societies and and, and be more understanding and tolerant and accepting. I think I think it, it, things are things are far better uh, today than uh, they, things were, at least for me. But yeah, that's that's where I was with the TikTok uh, stuff. But what else? What else is going on? I feel like we've had a real theme this episode. Yeah, I know. I hope it's not boring for people. I don't think it's boring. Yeah. I think there are people that will really relate yeah. Relate to that. No, I was going to say, I, if I sound tired, it's because I was up till all hours last night. 
Yeah, were you watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians? No, again? no, no. I fell asleep at like nine o'clock, and then I I woke up. It was like twelve thirty, and there was this thing on about D. B. Cooper, the guy who hijacked the plane and jumped out with the mm -hmm. parachutes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, fun, no, I know. I love that stuff. I don't know if anybody else is into those types of things, but like this dude, they never found him. Yeah. Right? And they think uh, he was one of the airline workers, well, right? Well, but the problem with it is it's like, well, first of all, uh, so it's like 12:30, 1 o'clock in the morning, I decide I'm hungry, so I make some waffles and I and I make coffee. Yeah. And now well, you know like this I, is not going well. I don't right? have any sympathy for you complaining about not being able to sleep though when you're repeatedly told by multiple people that you shouldn't be drinking cups of coffee at 1:30 in the morning. Yeah. And just then you was do craving it. One, but you do so. it anyway. So yeah, so anyway, but the great thing about it was, it's like, no matter, they, they paraded out like maybe 10 people and they said, well, this person is probably D.B. Cooper, yeah. right? And I'm sitting there and it's like, yeah, of course, that's him, right? <laughs> they, solved the, they solved the case, right. right? And then they parade out someone else. Well, who else would know that you could lower the stairs on this type of a plane, <laughs> And uh, the CIA was looking at this plane, and so this dude worked for the CIA. And, and here, wait a minute, here's a guy. He was in that area. He worked for the CIA. He was milled. And you're looking at that, and you say, he, that's him. Right. Right? Yeah. So it turned out 90 people actually confessed to this. Yeah. And then there were dozens more who didn't but became suspects because of their profiles. Yeah. And... I was convinced that over a hundred people were D.B. Cooper, right. you know, like everybody. They actually, they brought out a woman who claimed she was D.B. Cooper. Yeah. And there are all these people who knew these people or knew people who knew these people and said, yeah, he, he confessed to me, showed me the money. Uh, you, you know, I remember seeing that my uncle, he came home all bloody. My father had him uh, in the car. Uh, right after the hijacking, and my father told me he had done it, and and it, but it all sounds so convincing, and so well, I'm sitting there at like one thirty in the morning. Uh, you're enthralled. Yeah, and then it's like instead of going to bed, I'm like on when it's all over. Yeah. I I, I go up to bed and I, I pull out the laptop and I'm searching oh for like uh, uh, podcasts and shit about DB Cooper. About yeah, about that. Actually, I ended up listening to something about Roswell. Yeah, see, for me, all this stuff, it's like a cautionary tale because I'm always ready to believe that these things, that they found the killer, that uh, that Did you guy's... watch that video about Katy Perry being John Benet Ramsey? No, but I probably would believe that too. <laughs> and I, but uh, so I guess the, what I'm trying to say, maybe, and it's just about myself, is that what I think about, what, what it makes me think about is that I have to be very careful when I make judgments about things I hear. Or see on Because TV. it's easy to convince anyone, I think. Because those people who make those documentaries and those shows, they set it up mm -hmm. to make it look convincing. Yeah. Right? I mean, there was like some schlocky thing on where they would try to prove that mermaids were real. Did you see that thing? Yeah, I remember that. And you know that, that, that this but thing... But that was this, clearly bullshit. Right. But they framed it up in a way that a lot of people believe that. I mean, I was believing it almost so. by the end of it. Yeah. They have like footage. 
And then there were those scientists in the undersea thing. But you're the perfect, you're like the target audience for this though, because you love this shit. Right, because... You watch Ancient Aliens. Yeah. You watch um, Finding Bigfoot. Yeah. uh, Curse of Oak Island. Right, Curse of Oak Island. It's like, I'm back into that. What, I don't know how many seasons that's been on. Have they actually found anything? They find bits and pieces of things, but none of it is all that compelling. (laughs) But... I mean, it's an island that's been in use for long periods of time. So, of course, you're going to metal detect and find a piece of jewelry. That doesn't mean there's, like, pirate treasure buried there. How many hours of this show have you watched? I've watched all of it. From How many? From, but just an estimate. How I many hours? I have no idea. It, it's been on for a long time. I don't know how many seasons it's been on, but it's been on a lot. How many? How long are the episodes? Each episode is, like, an hour. An hour, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to look this up right now. You're going to find out how many seasons it was on? I'm going to find out how many episodes. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, I don't think a lot of, like, the ancient alien stuff is all that compelling, though. And I think that it would take more compelling evidence to convince me. Like, I would want to find, like, a circuit board. What was that show where the guy walked in? To the coffee shop. That was uh, Scott Walter. Uh, oh, those uh, were what so was that? Uh, America on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a good show. I mean, it was very staged, but some of that stuff was interesting. Okay. Okay. What? So they're on season eight right now. All right. So I've seen eight. So let's. So seven let's. Seasons of we'll it. subtract the season eight, the one episode in season eight. Yeah. This says. There have been 112 episodes. Right. I've seen so you've watched hours of 112 life. hours. Right. No, you have you really? Yeah, I have. You've seen every episode. I have. You've watched 112 hours of these people running around this island with metal detectors. And yeah, really and it's, what's great is how they like lead you in on it. Because like, you're sitting down and the episode hasn't started yet. And it's like, they, they say, whoa, what's that? And and you say shit. They're finding something important. Let me like get my coffee and tune into this thing. Yeah. And the way they splice those things in, like the dude sitting there saying it's all true, right? And you say what? They this is going to be it? And it never is. He's referring to something else, and it's totally manipulative. Oh, I know. I hate that. But it's you're gonna. I for me, it's like by that point in my day, I'm like so like depleted. Yeah. Please just let me sit there and watch this nonsense, and and uh, right. I'm gonna be fine. Right. It's like the Bigfoot thing. Now, I I really I got tired of that because it's like how many seasons of that could you watch, where they don't actually find what they're going to look for. I mean, it's one thing on Oak Island. At least they find pieces, bits and pieces of things. Mm-hmm. But that that thing, it's like, and as I've said, for there to be big feet, like for somebody to see you. How many other people does that presuppose in the background for you to make an appearance, right? You need your parents, your grandparents, you have cousins. Uh, there's a community of people. You're not just like this solitary person who shows up. And if these things really existed, there would have to be thousands of them mm-hmm. for you to see one. Uh, at least that's m- my take on it. So Can I just say something? Yeah. Um, I'd like to, I'm going to be the bigger person. Yeah, go ahead. And I'd like to apologize to you for... You're apologizing. Giving you... 
for giving you a hard time about watching 112 hours of Curse of Oak Island. Yeah, how much Kardashians have you watched? Because I realized that I've watched well over 300 hours of Keeping Up with <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And that's not... And that's wait, not wait, counting wait. all the time you've spent, like, stalking them on social media. Shh, shh. No, no, no. No, I just would like to say that that's only... That's only keeping up with the Kardashians. Right, you've watched those that other doesn't, spin-offs. That right? doesn't count Kim and Courtney Take Miami. <laughs> Chloe and Courtney Take Miami. Yeah. Kim and Courtney Take New York City. Chloe yeah. and Lamar. I think I watched, shamefully watched a couple episodes of... Um, Rob in China or whatever. You did, yeah. What a, and then Caitlin had her. Uh, her oh, series, I did. I watched right. some of that too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So that's actually sad because no, that, re- they have like a lot of ownership of a, a good portion of my existence. Of your thoughts. And you're my thinking. Life. You're thinking thoughts that they put put into your mind. Oh my god. No, but since you're apologizing, well, there's something else I'd like you to apologize for. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I want you to apologize for that day when you were little, when you ran into the wall, threw yourself into the wall because you couldn't get your own way, fell down. I and don't. I have no recollection. Acted of this. like you were injured and pointed up at me and said, "You did that." Can you? I have no recollection. Yeah, no. I think it was around food or something. You wanted uh, dessert, and I was cooking dinner. And I was yeah. in the kitchen. I don't know if you remember the kitchen at the old house. I do. Yeah, and I was in that kitchen cooking, and you came in, and you wanted cake or something. And I said, no, you can't have it. And you just did that thing where you weren't going to back down. And I said, no, you can't. And then as I'm standing there <laughs> preparing the food, you suddenly take a running start, throw yourself against the wall, and then very theatrically fall down on the ground and you act like you're severely injured. And then you point up at me and you say, you did this. I'm telling everybody, you did this. And uh, it was weird. It was just like such a weird thing. Like as a parent, you see these behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's like with the first time your child like lashes out and tries to punch you. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, they, they're, it's like they don't have language yet. And yet there's like this component where like they'll like, They'll, they'll try to strike you or uh, bite you or uh, and, and you're taken aback uh, I, you're taken aback by those things because were like these behaviors like where do they come from and that was one of those moments it's like I was watching you and I watched you do that and I was like totally mystified by where How that old came was I? from you were little I mean I don't remember exactly but I remember you were pretty I, small ballpark um, maybe Five. Five. Five or okay. Yeah. I don't actually have any memory of this ever happening. Yeah. And I refuse to apologize for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it was stuff like that would freak me out, you know? I freaked you out? Well, I mean, just I'm, imagine if I did that to you today. We're at the house and right, I say, you, I want to go to the studio. You're a 60, and you, you're a 60 year old man. I was, you're saying that I was five or younger. Well, the roles are going to be reversed in maybe 15, 20 years. Oh, I hope I have more time. And that. I'm going to be doing that to you because you're going to say, I'm going to you're say, going to throw yourself I'm going to say, I don't want to go to therapy today. And you're going to say, you have to, dad, you have to, don't give me a hard time. And I'm just going to like throw myself into the wall and fall down and say, you did that. I'm telling my therapist, you threw me into a wall. <laughs> 
if that if that day comes and then i want to see how you react i just want to say something if that day comes yeah and you do that yeah you can hold this in your mind Okay. For 20 years. And nothing and stays you, in my mind for 20 years. And you plan years. it and you do this to me. If yeah. you actually put me through that, I will apologize. Okay. All right. I'm but until then, okay. you will not be receiving any apology from okay. me. Okay, so if I do that, that now, if I say I want no. to go to the studio and you say, oh, I don't feel like going in a You're not old and demented. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> uh, all right. Well... On that note, you want to end this? How many? How long have we been talking? Like forty minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, we covered the conspiracy theories. I guess that's it. Oh, and the books, the upcoming books. Uh, should we talk about? You just want to briefly? give a sneak peek? Well, I definitely. I think the very next book we're going to talk about is Amelia Bedelia. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that. I bet you do. I always have had a lot to say about that. I book loved that book. I know you had several of them because one of your grandmothers uh, thought it was a was a good book. Uh, so I'm going to. So I do. That 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 book always. Uh, You're was, you are choosing my favorite books to rip apart. I had now. a particular take on that, and someone on the uh, someone on TikTok was asking about Madeline, Ugh. and I have some things to say about that as well. I loved those books. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, they're charming books. I'm not going to like go that deep into into Madeline, but there are certain aspects of it that uh, I found disturbing, and I okay. want to point out. Okay. Okay, now, I, but I also wanted to encourage people to suggest more books because we have a. I have to write down all. Yeah, those I kept thinking we should we should make a list of those things. Okay. Okay, so yeah, let's hope uh, the weather gets better. All right. Well, this has been a great episode of Number One Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>